NPR. Right now, the Federal Reserve is pulling on its one big, giant, inflation-busting lever, interest rates. The Fed is making borrowing harder, and it's trying to make saving money more appealing. That's all in an effort to slow down spending and bring down inflation. And we are starting to spend less. The latest numbers show a 1% decline in retail spending in the month to March. That's 1% lower in a single month. But this approach has its problems. Rising interest rates make getting a new mortgage really expensive, so it particularly hurts groups like young people buying their first home. Raising interest rates has all kinds of distributional effects that we don't even fully understand. Plus, it seems kind of indirect. It's a long chain of reasoning just to basically get people to spend less. So what if we just went straight to the source? What if, to bring down inflation, the government forced people to save more? This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Waylon Wong. Today on the show, an unorthodox policy to fight inflation, compulsory savings. We talk to a champion of the idea and a critic. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at ArcticWolf.com NPR. Lachlan Kerwood-McCall is an economist who's spent a lot of his career working in the Australian public sector. He's also a member of the Australian Labour Party. And was at a talk at one of their meetings a few years ago where he formed this idea about a new way to fight inflation. It just struck me at the time that interest rates were something of a clumsy and imprecise tool for reducing demand. I mean, if the point is to reduce inflation by reducing household spending, surely there's a better way of taking money off of households. Lachlan believes that higher interest rates benefit banks at the expense of borrowers. And that's up for debate among economists because banks' borrowing costs also go up with rising interest rates. But in any case, it's part of why Lachlan doesn't like higher interest rates. Lachlan thought, okay, another way to reduce spending in the economy other than interest rate rises could be lower government spending or higher taxes. But... Politically, that's very difficult. Doesn't mean that governments shouldn't tax more. But the reality is there are political constraints. So Lachlan started thinking about saving schemes like the 401k or Social Security in the US. What if each worker was given a retirement savings account by the government and every paycheck, a small percentage would come out of your take-home pay and put into that account? When inflation was low, this would be a small share. But when inflation was high, a higher share of your paycheck would go into that account. And you could only spend that money once you've retired. And by locking that money away, there'd be less spending in the economy and inflation would come down. So instead of announcing changes to interest rates, every couple of months, the Fed would announce changes to how much you had to save. Why not take money off of households and lock it away into long-term 
retirement savings so that workers can enjoy a higher standard of living later in life. Lachlan started to talk about this idea with other economists, and some said, you know the 20th century economist John Maynard Keynes wrote about this too in World War II. To address wartime inflation, John Maynard Keynes proposed a system of what he called deferred pay, and that's where people would have a share of their income taken out of their paycheck that they were only allowed to spend once the war was over. Lachlan realized then that he did not invent this idea. I'm like, oh, damn it. Someone else has already had my idea, and it's the greatest macroeconomist of all time. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good it, company to have. It's the go-to of macroeconomics. <laughs> and then, of course, so I, I immediately then went and read Keynes's pamphlet, How to Pay for the War, and yeah, sure enough, he'd already had my idea and he'd articulated it and explored it far better than I ever possibly could have. Lachlan built off Keynes's writing and wrote a paper for his master's degree in 2020. It explored how this idea might work in practice. We sent that paper to Karina Bohr. Karina is an assistant professor of economics at New York University. She researches macroeconomics, things like inflation and inequality. And she had critiques for Lachlan, starting with the problems of coercing people to save. In general, I don't think that history gives us classic good examples of when forcing people to behave in ways that don't match their incentives has turned out good. So the moment a policymaker comes in and mandates a given amount of savings, if that amount of savings doesn't coincide with what the consumer would have chosen on their own, then the consumer will automatically be worse off. That will end up hurting poor workers who do rely on their wage to make ends meet. Well, we already... Well, the problem with that argument is that it ignores the fact that we're already essentially doing that with interest rates. We brought Karina's critiques back to Lachlan. The state already believes it knows what's best to do with your money. Um, it, It raises interest rates because it doesn't believe you should be spending as much money during an inflation episode. I think, if anything, that critique ignores the fact that, say, under my proposal, um, individuals would actually get their money back at the end of the day, unlike under the current system where they don't. But there's still a feeling of, like, I, I have choice here. Like, say, there might be a household that has a really desperate need to, I don't know, borrow some money for health reasons. And so, yes, they're paying higher interest rate and it's going to be more hurtful for them to do that in the high interest rate environment. But this, your proposal is kind of a one-size-fits-all. Everybody needs to save more. True. But I think there is actually potentially an advantage in that, in the, in the sense that it means that everyone has skin in the game and everyone, everyone is chipping in and doing their bit um, to deal with a collective problem, the collective problem of high inflation. I should add, there's certainly scope for considering whether the, the savings rates can be, say, slightly tiered if you've got, say, lower, you know, really low-income households. But you could certainly take those into consideration so that, say, that the burden falls less on low-income households. So how's the wealth distribution going to look like a few years down the line? The poor don't accumulate anything because they can't, and the wealthy will be even wealthier because you force them to. You can compensate for those um, with complementary policies. You can do more things on the transfer side of things. You can do more things on the welfare side of things to make sure that even as you're giving um, low-income people greater opportunities um, to save and build wealth and reduce the wealth gap um, over time, that that's not cutting into their, their living standards too much today in the short term. Karina Bohr ultimately just doesn't agree with Lachlan's assessment of the downsides of the current orthodoxy. 
She thinks it's unclear that banks are really winning from higher interest rates. And she says the biggest problems with that current approach of raising interest rates would also be a problem with compulsory savings. The main downside of conventional monetary policy is the risk of generating a recession and everything that comes with that. Because in a recession, some businesses might close, might reduce the scale of their operations. So this means some workers might see pay cuts or might even be laid off. And this particular proposal about forced savings, you think, should be, I don't know, put away in a cupboard. Um, Would that be fair? Oh, um, as long as we don't use it. As long as we don't use it. As for Lachlan... I just find it somewhat lazy, the idea that that, that's the only option. There is no alternative. Well, there has to be an alternative. I mean, economics is supposed to improve over time. We're supposed to develop new ideas and come up with better ways of handling economic problems. And it just strikes me that the the current approach um, is so messy and crude and inefficient, as well as, of course, deeply unfair. So, Waylon, I was reading Keynes's pamphlet that he wrote in 1940, and in there he wrote, quote, a reluctance to face the full magnitude of our task and overcome it is a coward's part. Ooh, but even with those fighting words, the idea didn't really catch on. No, not really. I feel like if Keynes were writing today, he would use more kind of like social media forward language. Just force people to save more money, you cowards. Yeah, 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 exactly. Force savings, you cowards. I think that might be the tagline (laughs) if he was promoting it today. The show was produced by Noah Glick with engineering by Gilly Moon. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez and Dylan Sloan. Viet Le is our senior producer, and Kate Kincaden edits the show. The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, American Express. Take your business further with the smart and flexible Amex Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits that help unlock more value from your business purchases. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Employees are the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers group dental, vision, life, and disability plans designed to protect them. Exceptional service, broad networks, and modern benefits. That's the power of human care. Imagine a house where every room follows a different architect's plan. Doorways don't connect. Staircases lead nowhere. Lost Patients is a new podcast examining our complicated system for treating psychosis, one that loses patients to an endless loop between the streets, jail, and hospitals. We'll ask how it got so bad and how it can get better. Listen to Lost Patients from KOW and the Seattle Times, part of the NPR Network.